This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Good morning and welcome to the Big O Money Show with me, Bill Altman, from the Premier Advisory Group right here in Omaha, and my co-host, the the trusty, the 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 prompt, the uh, strappingly <laughs> good-looking Tony Shore, Doctor Shore. Tony, thanks always for being with us. Yeah, yeah. They 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 say to me, Tony, how do you do it? Uh, and I say, uh, good looks and charm. Yeah, I have never or, asked or myself that living. question, actually. Diet and exercise. Yeah, clean yeah living. That's, that's, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's the way well, it works. Well, Bill, in all seriousness, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, a little fired up, Tony. A little fired up. I think, uh, I know you, you know, are. it's like the dog days of summer. Uh, still, I feel like that still. and I, I, That's supposed to, I thought, end when the kids go back to school. But we've been roaring 100 degree uh, temperatures and um, trying to get contractors to show up at an at, oh. at Daniel's investment properties and it's like want <laughs> to ring luck. their necks but you can't ring their neck and you got to be you know super nice to them otherwise they won't show up for sure you know uh you know and that's yeah. a, that's a, the sign of our economy that's a sign of the housing market the the short supply the people spending money to fix their houses up the uh uh people that uh went through corona nation here and still going through with mask mandates and and and, and somehow with the economy um, that did get just hammered for a while and they came roaring back. And I think the, the initial idea was, oh, my gosh, what kind of what craziness is this going to what kind of effect is this going to have on people? But we saw folks that had larger savings accounts and, and just more disposable income. And then we saw stimulus packages and the Corona relief coming out to to make sure everybody was uh, taken care of, right? Um, or, or, or attempting to that. And I think they did a pretty good job. You're always going to have your naysayers. You're going to have the people that, that say, oh, well, that could have been done better and we could have stopped it earlier. We could have pumped more money into this or that of, well, of course, in hindsight's always, always 2020. But I would say, Tony, if you look at the entire picture, the big picture in the United States of America, I think we did pretty darn good. Uh, I, I, I truly believe that maybe it's because of my bubble here in, in, in Nebraska in Omaha. Right. And, and I think we're so fortunate, um, to be, you know, Tony, I think we're both so fortunate to be in this Midwestern, uh, element and we have our own issues without a doubt, but we just have a, a maybe a different sense of community. I mean, subtract out the protest riots and all the the really terrible, terrible stuff that's going on um, in certain cities um, around the country, around the world. But for the most part, because if you separate that out, it's actually a pretty small amount of people that are causing that unrest. Right. But the rest of people, they just want to 
move forward, to collaborate, to be good people. And I still firmly believe that uh, people are good people. I, I, I do. I firmly believe that the majority of people are good people that want to help their neighbors. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the majority of people out there are good. I mean, we read about the exceptions in the papers every day, but the majority of people want to help out and help their neighbors. Yes, right? yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I do. And I think this is following the golden rule, doing unto others as you would want done unto yourself. And we continue to follow that. I ask our listeners, I ask KFAB Nation, iHeartRadio Nation, however you're coming to us, to uh, to embrace that. Do something for somebody else, and I guarantee you it will come back tenfold. It, it, and, it, and it's just how we work. It's it's uh, I, I think that's a global deal, right, for a lot of people in, 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 other, in other countries, but definitely for the United States of America. Yeah, and that's what's important, and I, I think you make a good point there. Now, Bill, obviously, we're, we're in some tough times still, and, and people are wondering just how long is this going to drag on? And I know you and I were talking about some of the frustrations earlier. Uh, you want to look at the positive side, and there are ways right now uh, to, you know, maybe readjust some of your finances uh, to deal with the current economy, right? You, you have to. You have to claim things up. You have to make sure that if you have money sitting in money markets or, uh, or uh, 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 you know, CDs, uh, checking, savings, uh, low rate bonds, you need to get that money working for you. I cannot stress how important that is, um, whether it's working for you inside the stock market, whether we're finding, uh, you know, the highest possible stable value type of fund um, where where you don't have volatility of maybe a 1.32% interest rate, fully liquid that you can count on that, you know, it's safe, but it's not paying you 0.01. It's not paying you 0.17%. You have to make sure that you're beating inflation. And, and, you know, you saw Jerome Powell this week come out and say, Hey, and we, we knew this, we've seen this and we've talked about it. So remember, you've heard it on this show first low interest rates, right? People say runaway inflation, the runaway inflation that we had in the 70s. But now we're more or less worried about the persistence of low inflation over the last eight years and what kind of economic difficulties that that's going to cause. That's a real problem without a doubt, because we do want things to increase and we have things, we have seen things increase but keep in mind, from 2000 to through 2010, we had a lost decade, right? Where the market, you put money, a dollar in in 2000, pulled it out in 2010, it, it was still a dollar, right? So we have this lost right. decade in there, you know, or, you know, how look at housing prices here in Omaha, for instance. Oh, for so yeah. long, but, but for so long prior to this run up that we've seen, we saw housing prices barely move, right? The $100,000 house turns to 102,000 the next year and 104 the next year, you know, so it was just this consistency that we saw, but, but not, not almost not enough, right? So that not a lot of inflation there. And then all of a sudden we saw 
these housing prices recently push up. Well, why did they push up? Well, interest rates came down. It allowed more buyers to enter the market. It allowed homes to increase in value because your mortgage payment is less when you have a lower interest rate. So you saw all these different factors that came into play that started pushing those values up. And what I believe is that it just simply more aligned everything on a long-term scale. So yes, did we see a bigger run-up within the past five years? Absolutely we did, right? Or even the past, you know, t- I guess we can say 10 years even at this point, you know, out after the housing crash and crisis and everything, maybe not quite 10, but really we've seen the short-term run-up. And I say short-term, 510, that's short-term folks, right? But if you look at you know, and take that all the way back to the 70s and now now actually calculate the inflation on these home prices. It's not astronomical. It's not out of line. And so we're to a point of maybe it's normalized, you know, and what has caused that? Well, low inventory. Why do we have low inventory? Well, more people are buying houses. Why are more people buying houses? Because we have lower interest rates and more people can afford them. We have uh, less stringent uh, uh, credit policies in some some years, not not the not the big housing boom that we saw back in the uh, early mid uh, 2000s, you know, from you know 2002 to 2000 six ish, right in that neighborhood. We saw basically you could go in and buy a house with, you know, nothing down and, and you didn't have to have a credit score and, and, you know, you get to tell them how much money you make and they don't investigate it. No doc loans or, or low doc or whatever they were called, you know, but, but take that out of the mix, right? Because that was not supposed to happen. That was our subprime mortgage cut crisis. But now when you look at everything over a longer scale, scale, has it normalized? You know, people say, well, the dollar, is the dollar going to blow up? Well, you know, what's it tied to? You know, with all this money that we've pumped into the economy with the lowering of interest rates, because that's how that all that's how that works for all this money that was freed up, pumped into the economy. As the economy expands, the Fed over time will increase interest rates and actually naturally pull back some of that money that they've put out there. So they tighten up on that on that fiscal policy at that point. And, and that's, you know, and, and that's a normal thing. But now we have uh, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. He is saying, hey, you know, we need to think about a new framework to see how the central bank will tolerate inflation uh, moderately above a 2% target rate. And they, they're they're committed to reviewing this every five years. They've committed to a seven-year zero interest rate policy. So with everything going on, everybody was like, oh my gosh, we're going to have runaway inflation. Things are going to go nuts and the price of bread is going to be, you know, $4 million and blah, 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 blah. Maybe not. Right. And we've talked about that and how, you know, how gold plays a a role in the dollar and it's not necessarily tied together like it used to be. And so we have to remember that things evolve and things change. And we have to remember that the United States of America is 70 percent consumer driven. It's all about what you and I go out and spend. It is what it is. It's important to save. It's important to be fiscally conservative ourselves. Right. But at the same response, we're busy. Things are rocking and rolling. We need to go to Chick-fil-A to get a bur- to get a not a burger, right, to get a chicken sandwich. We need to go to uh, Target to get the last minute things. We're constantly moving and shaking. Right. Um, which is awesome. But potentially, as long as that stays intact, does everything yeah. else work? 
So is it the end of the world? Is it? Um, no, it's not. You know, should we remain opt- optimistic? 100%, maybe put a cautiously optimistic, you know, yeah. instead of the optimistic point, but we're always cautiously optimistic. But the second we want to pretend that, uh, you know, the, the sky's crashing down on us, is, I think is the same time that we want to, we want to run the other way. I think some of uh, the fear mongering, the scare tactics, you know, we've talked about it for so long, Tony, you know how I feel about it. I just don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I do agree with proper financial planning. I agree with cleaning up portfolios. I agree with making sure that if we have money on the sidelines, whatever that, how much money that is, that it's making you a decent interest rate. Or, or like my dad said, who had awesome special guest speaker, the chairman, my dad, Bill Altman. He's also a bill. We have bills galore in this office. But he was on last week and and, he, and talking about how important it is to have a respectable rate of return, right? And we, we've talked about overlap and how important that is to have a clear direction, right? A motive within your portfolio. We want to make sure that it has, that the your portfolio, your that your portfolio has a goal. And I think that's really, really important. We set goals for ourselves, right? For our families, uh, for re- retirement goals and, and, and healthcare and weight loss goals and, and the whole nine yards. We need to make sure that your actual portfolio has a goal, you know, and, and what's, what's the purpose of that? Uh, what, what kind of risk taker are you? Are you someone that, uh, th- that loses sleep each night um, be, you're worried about what the market's going to do or what Corona or the second wave or, you know, all this other stuff going on that we cannot control. We can't control it. We don't know if, if, you know, if something crazy happens and the, the second wave of Corona nation collides with the flu and, and I'm not saying that's going to happen, nor do I believe it's going to happen, but I don't know, nor can I control it. So am I constantly on pins and needles? Do you have too much risk in your portfolio for the amount of income that you need in your retirement, right? Um, Can you afford to take on the risk financially? Can you afford to take on the risk mentally? Oh, that's a big Mm -hmm. one right there, right? That comes back to our sleep well at night. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the mental aspect of it is huge, and that's something people don't uh, think about, no pun intended. But yep. but yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you, you know, you've said before, Bill, that the biggest fear that you see people that come into you and t- to talk to you have is running out of money in retirement or how to make that income last and have money to leave to their loved ones after they're gone. And there are ways to do that, but you can't just putting it in a 401k or a certain account and forgetting about it isn't going to do it. You have to know where your money's at and you have to make it work for you and then have a way to uh, distribute that money, you know, take distributions from that money that's not going to quickly drain your accounts once you're retired, right? Without a doubt. I mean, you're right on the money, Tony. Uh, It's so important. Again, directionalize the portfolio. Make sure we're taking on the proper risk for you mentally, for you financially. Um, And talking about that, Tony, Back to sequence of returns risk. God, I hate to beat this over the head, but it's incredibly important. Uh, a le- let's do a lesson. Can we do a lesson? And I'm gonna do, yeah. I'm gonna do a lesson. Yeah. Pull out. You have a story for us. Pull out four quarters 
Okay, so mm-hmm. I want everybody in KFAB Nation now to pull out four quarters. So I'm, unless they're driving, yeah. Or, unless you're unless you're driving, and then just be careful if you're <laughs> but doing. But in that. your mind, yeah, whatever, you can do it. So I got four quarters, or actually, I have four paper clips. Same deal, right? The yep. market now, okay, that's your stock, that's your account, that's your money. Those four quarters right there, that represents your net worth, your investments, your money in the market. Okay, the market loses fifty percent, Tony. This is what's going to happen. So you have your four quarters, the market loses 50%. How many quarters do you take away? Two. Two. So I want everybody to take two quarters or two paper clips or whatever they're using, take those away. Now you're left with your two, right? Market got hammered. This is going to be like a 2008, yep. 2009 scenario where S&P went down 50%, a little bit over 50% in an 18 months. Okay. So we lose the two quarters. Those are gone. We have 50% of our quarters back. We have two quarters left, right? Now the market, the next year gains 50% back. How many quarters do you get back? Well, if it was 50% of the loss, you get one quarter back. You get one quarter back. So we're going to bring one quarter back into the mix. You started with four quarters, you lost 50%, you took two quarters away, because that's what it is, 50%, right? You take two quarters away, two of the four. The market comes back a full 50%. You get one quarter back, because right, 50% times two quarters or 50 cents is just 25 cents, right? Right. So one more quarter. We're short, Tony. So how how much percent do you need to get back? You needed 100% folks to get yep. back. You lose 50%. It takes a hundred to get back. That's the sequence of returns risk. That's where this comes into play when you're retiring and you're taking money away from your assets. When you're paying yourself, you're using money from your investments to cut yourself a check every single month so you can live because you're retired. That's what you do. That's what happens typically. Okay. And if you don't do it at 72 years old, the IRS is going to make you do it. Okay, called a required minimum distribution. So let's pretend you have one of those bad years and it takes a bunch away from you and you took the money out to live on because just because the market's down doesn't mean you don't need to eat. Right. You still need to eat. You still need to pay your bills and the whole nine yards. That's where we run into difficulty. That's where we run into trouble. It's not new math. This isn't uh, what do they call the new math? The kids are learning nowadays. Uh uh, core, common core, common core, right? I don't know how to do it, but it's all goofy kind of stuff, right? I'm more used to the longhand, the real math. Say gets to the same result, okay? This isn't new math. It's just, it's something that affects you during your retirement years and only affects you when you take money out of your accounts. That's the sequence of returns risk. So how important it is to remember that, to talk about that, I mean, you look back on, uh, you know, going back to kind of inf- inflation, uh, Tony, because again, again, plays a role because we got to keep up with inflation. So if we get our money, you know, again, perf- certainly performing better than inflation. And then we play with the red green philosophy, okay, where we have red money being in the market, right? So it's at risk, go up and down, maybe really solid blue chip portfolio, all dividend payers, all that kind of good stuff, maybe balanced with some short-term bonds in there for some dry powder, whatever your risk tolerance is, that's our red money, right? Can go up and down. Um, 73% of the years are actually up years, which is fantastic. Okay. So keep that in mind. You're going to have some bads, but a good portion of them are up years. 
where on the on the other side you have your green money. So you have your red money that's at risk. It's going to perform better, but you're going to have you're going to have volatility in the middle. Of course, bad good years and bad years. On the green money, it's only good years except for you don't have terrific interest. You have a respectable rate of return. You have safety with a respectable rate of return, just like my dad was talking about last week. And we can mix those. We can have our red money, our green money. And then when the market's down, instead of taking from the red and doing a double dipper, right? The market took you down and then you took you down. You take from the green. You let the red alone because you own 50 dividend stocks or you own 130 different stocks or whatever the situation is. S&P 500, good blue chips are going to come back, right? We're diverse. We have a direction on it, but don't double dip it. Take from your green. And what you just did there, folks, was you avoided the sequence of returns risk. You avoided that risk. Is it a perfect science? No. Does it work perfectly? Absolutely not. Can you, you know why? Because what happens, Tony, is we need to be able to, to gauge it. You know, and, and, and that's if, and with a crystal ball. And that doesn't exist. It, to, to run a perfect scenario, a perfect model, we would need to know when the lows are hitting and when the highs are hitting. And nobody knows that. Even, right. even the king of investing himself, Mr. Warren Buffett. And I know certain investors have passed him up and, you know, you have Bezos that, that hit over $200 billion. That's with a B, folks. You have Elon Musk, who's what, fourth richest person in the in the in the world or some crazy stuff like that you know but warren buffett has this track record of tremendous consistency yeah so incredibly important well yeah bill and obviously consistency is key and we look to warren buffett because he really seems to be like a rock he stays the course he works with professionals he doesn't let his emotions uh, drive his investments and that's what you help your clients do as well, isn't it? That's right. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what, too, um, we have some we have a dinner event coming up that I would like to invite all of you to. Now, um, obviously, there's a limited amount of seats and uh, with Corona Nation going on, uh, people need to be spread out. So it even uh, further limits the amount of people that we can put into these rooms. But I will tell you on uh, September 10th, folks, on September 10th at Champions Run, we are having an event at 6 p.m., new generation retirement event. We're going to talk about how the market's doing. We're going to talk about how politics are affecting everything. Or, or we're going to eat together. We're going to break bread. It's going to be a fantastic meal. Um, and it is complimentary for you. So if you're someone that uh, is yearning for more of this information or looking for a new advisor, or trying to get a grasp of everything that's going on, this event's going to be for you. Um, I am your host. I will be there. I will be talking with you um, again champions run september 10th 6 p.m we'd love to see you there it's complimentary you do have to call to reserve though 402-557-6730 again 402-557-6730 or you could go to our website and if you just type in to the browser bigomoney.com that's bigomoney.com You'll go right to our website. You're going to be able to click on that that seminar link and reserve right through there. Also, check out the different videos and the different uh, articles that we publish on that website. Fantastic uh, resource for you. So check out the site. You know what? We're out of time for today's show, Bill. It just flew by. 
And that does it for today's episode of The Big O Money Show with our host, Bill Altman. Thank you for listening to The Big O Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.